Welcome to Hillcrest Church Audio. We hope today's message will help you grow. Thank you, Christian. All right. Good day to you all. Uh, my name is Tim, and I serve on the teaching team here. Uh, I want to say grace and peace to you. So, uh, July 18, 2010. Does anyone know what they were doing on July 18, 2010? So, on that morning... I was preaching my first message at a church formerly known as Hillcrest Chapel as part of the teaching team. I talked about uh, listening with your life. I talked about this word Shema and listening with your life to Jesus. And, uh, and it was just this wonderful beginning of getting to unpack the word here at this community. One week later, I got to give my second message at Hillcrest Chapel. But between those two weeks, uh, my wife and I uh, lost a baby in miscarriage, uh, hoping for our second child. And so I preached my second message here with uh, the loss of miscarriage looming large in my heart uh, that week. And um, Right away, I mean, in ministry, and I think for anyone who follows Jesus, we recognize to, to follow Jesus, you can't follow Jesus very long without um, having to navigate the intersection of trusting in a God who loves us so deeply while recognizing we live in this world where there's real loss and real pain and real difficulty. And I think about these 10 years, and, and, the, the, and the, the 10 years here have just continued to unpack times of wonderful ministry, God doing amazing things in and through this community, and times of real challenge and heartache. And I think about this season that we're in as a church, and, um, and we are, we continue. This is not, like if I think about the time, my years at Hillcrest, and I divide it up into fun times, this doesn't get the fun time sticker next to it. I mean, there, there's big things, you know, there's obviously these big um, global national level things, but there are um, really difficult things happening at a personal and communal level in our church right now. And I'm not going to name them specifically, but there has been, um, there's been death, there's been mental illness, um, there's been sickness, there's been accidents. Like, it's a hard season for us. And, and I think when, we, when we're, we're in a time like this, you can't help but ask a question like, how do, we get, how do we get through this? Like, how do we not just barely survive? How do we really hold fast to God in a time like this? How, how, where do we find strength to move through a season like this? How do we not simply turn inwards and shrivel inwards, but continue to move out towards the world in Jesus's love? in a season like this. And even if you're with us today, and I hope there's folks with us who wouldn't even call themselves part of Hillcrest, who wouldn't identify as a follower of Jesus, 
But even if you're in that space, I think you are still asking very similar questions. Because uh, early on in the pandemic, early on in the lockdown and stuff, there's the, like, we're all going to pull together the kindness of strangers, pay it forward, right? And then I think now we're more in the, if you cut in front of me, you're getting hand sanitizer in the eyes. Like, we are in a different season. And I think even if you would say, hey, I wouldn't call myself a Jesus person, this question of where do you find strength to move through a season like this when inner kindness runs out? So today, uh, we're going to continue. We've been in this series called Devoted. We've been looking at Acts 2 and the commitments that shaped the early Jesus movement. And we're going to continue that series today to look at another commitment, one that I think speaks to me and I hope speaks to us about where we turn, what we cling to in a time like this. And so you can, uh, we're going to be in Acts chapter 2. You can begin flipping there now if you like. Uh, But let me pray before we begin and then we'll get to the text for this morning. So we join me in prayer. Jesus, uh, we come before you uh, now, and I just think, uh, Spirit, how you uh, can mysteriously span the distances of time and space, and you see into the heart of every person praying with us right now. You know what's been taking space in our minds. You know our worries. You know our fears. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, you see the conversations that we have over and over and over in our heads. You see our anger. You see the decisions we face. And Jesus, I believe not only do you see us, but you have good things, life-giving words to speak to us. And I We invite you this morning, through your holy scripture, would you speak a living word to each and every one of us and give us ears to hear. In your good name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm going to pick up today, and we're going to look again at this passage from Acts chapter 2, verse 42. So let me read and then... uh, make a few observations here. So Acts 2.42, we read, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. We've talked about a number of devotions, these commitments in the early Jesus movement so far, but today I want to talk about this commitment, this devotion to prayer. And now maybe you hear that right away, and, and your first thought is, okay, the pastor is telling me to pray more. I've seen this show before. And I, before you go there, I want to just say that this morning I hope, to, uh, I hope to unpack what is happening here. Because I believe there's, it, there's a much deeper and richer thing going on than simply something on our spiritual to-do list. And I would like to kind of unpack and explore this to see the deeper thing that's happening in their devotion to prayer. So uh, first, the the first question I want to, the first thing I want to observe is where did this devotion come from? 
Like, where did this devotion originate? And so I want to go up just a few verses. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, just a few paragraphs up. Um, one of Jesus' close followers, this is after Jesus has returned to heaven, Peter is preaching, he's announcing the good news of Jesus to people in Jerusalem. He's telling them the story of Jesus, and he concludes in verse 38 by saying this. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So uh, what is important to observe here is that a whole bunch of people, 3,000 people, respond to Peter's invitation to trust Jesus. They surrender their lives, they yield their hearts to Jesus as king, and the Spirit comes and lives within them. And so when we come to verse 42, and it says they devoted themselves, it's important to understand the they are those who surrendered and yielded to Jesus and the Spirit is now living within. To say it correctly would be to say something like, as these people surrender their lives to Jesus and the Spirit makes uh, his home in there, the Spirit creates a community devoted to God in prayer. That the Spirit rewires their devotions as they trust and yield to Jesus. And so for you and I, um, for you and I, if, if, you have, if you have surrendered from your self-centeredness, and this is something we do one time when we start trusting Jesus, and we need to do over and over and over again. But as we surrender from self-centeredness, as we trust in Jesus as our King, as we yield to God's Spirit in our lives. As we do that, we are made right with God. We are forgiven. There nothing stands between us and God. But the very Spirit of God comes and dwells within us and begins unwiring our old devotions and rewiring new devotions in our hearts. The Spirit creates the devotion to God in prayer. And so I think about this early Jesus movement, I think about them announcing the good news of Jesus being rejected. I think about them being thrown in jail. I think about them being chased out of town and all the pressure and threat they lived under. And in the midst of it, the Spirit creating a people devoted to prayer. May it be so with us as well. So first we see that this devotion to prayer, the spirit, as they yield to the Spirit, the Spirit is uh, creating this community devoted to prayer. Second, I want to now flip over to the left in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. The second thing I want to observe is that this, this is not simply a devotion to like religious niceties. This is, uh, the Spirit is making them into the image of Jesus. In Luke uh, chapter 5, Luke, this ancient biography of Jesus, it describes one of Jesus' common practices. In Luke 5, 16, it says, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. That prayer was a regular practice. Jesus was devoted to prayer. And what I think is so important here is uh, when we talk about following Jesus... We are not saying, 
uh, that he is, he's a nice role model. That, you know, there's a lot of people you could follow. We picked one. We think he's a great role model. This is one. Jesus is not like an ancient Jewish uh, Russell Wilson or Taylor Swift, just someone we happen to want to be like. When, 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 follow, when we talk about Jesus, we are talking about the one human who has ever lived a fully flourishing human life. That if you want to know what a human being fully alive looks like, if you want to know what God had in mind when God created humankind, what it could be, we look at Jesus. And what we see is full human life has built into it an intimate conversational connection with God. That full human life, this, that we are meant to bring our wonder and our gratitude we are meant to bring our anger and our questions. We are meant to bring our sadness and our, our decisions. We are meant to bring those to the ear of God in intimate conversation with God. We are meant, not meant to hold those by ourselves. We are meant to grab the lightning rod to heaven. Prayer, see, prayer is not this religion. Prayer is not just about prayer. Prayer is about God. When, uh, when Christy and I were dating, uh, we had been dating a, a year, year and a half, and I went to Nepal uh, to serve over there, and she stayed in Upland, Indiana, similar places, just far apart. Uh, so I'm in Nepal, and she's in Indiana, but at the time, we made a commitment to stay in touch via letter writing. Now. I was not devoted to letter writing. I was devoted to Christy. She was devoted to me. We expressed that in letter writing. We are devoted to God. We express our devotion, this intimate conversational life with God in prayer. And I think about Jesus, the one human who is fully alive, and this intimate connection with God, this ongoing conversational life. And what's so fascinating is even in Jesus' life, the places where we see Jesus most leaning into this, when his followers most mention, oh, Jesus prayed there, oh, Jesus prayed then, were these moments of pressure and decision. We see Jesus praying when he starts his ministry, when he's choosing his disciples, when he's setting his face towards Jerusalem and the night before his death. In his moments of greatest need, he leaned most heavily into this prayerful conversation with God the Father. And may we lean into him as well in our times of great need. And so we see uh, we see when it, when it talks about, in Acts 2.42, when it talks about them being, being devoted to prayer, the Spirit is creating this devotion in them. And the Spirit is creating a devotion, for, the Spirit is shaping them to be like Jesus, to live in this intimate conversational life with God the Father. And then there's a third thing that I want to notice here. And for this third thing, we can flip to the right uh, in our Bibles to Romans chapter 8.
But the third thing I want to notice is that even in this, that the very, we, we, we join with the very Spirit of God in prayer to God the Father in this. So Romans chapter 8, I want to read verse uh, 26 and 27. We read this. Uh, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So what we read here is that in our moments of weakness, in our moments of despair, in our moments of fear, in our moments of great anxiety, the very Spirit of God is crying out, groaning out on our behalf. That when we, when we talk about being devoted to prayer, when we talk about speaking to God the Father, that we don't even do this at a distance from God, but uh, the very Spirit of God in us is already crying out to God the Father on our behalf. The very Spirit of God in us is already crying out to God on behalf of the world. That we, we join with God crying out to God on behalf of God's world. The Spirit of God. And this is, I mean, this is a sacred mystery. The Spirit of God is crying out, is praying for you and I. The Spirit of God is groaning, is crying out on behalf of your friend. The Spirit of God is crying out on behalf of our kids, our parents, our neighbors. God's Spirit is groaning on behalf of our city. On behalf of our church, Hillcrest, God's Spirit groans in prayer. God's Spirit groans on behalf of our neighbors who don't yet know Jesus. God's Spirit groans on behalf of our nation. God's Spirit groans on behalf of white Americans and black Americans and Hispanic Americans and Asian Americans and Native Americans. God's Spirit groans on behalf of the sick and the injured and the doctors and the nurses. God's Spirit groans on behalf of first responders and law enforcement officers. God's Spirit is crying out on behalf of His world. And when we pray, we do not do so at a distance. When we pray, we join with the Spirit of God, crying out God to God for the sake of God's world. May we join the Spirit in this season. And so I want to pull this together for us. Uh, when I pull this together, when, when we read in Acts 2.42, they were devoted to prayer. Uh, it is not a spiritual to-do list. When we read that, what we are reading is, uh, we read that uh, when they 
surrendered and trusted in Jesus, when they yielded their hearts to the Spirit, the very Spirit of God rewired and created new devotions in them. And that by doing this, the Spirit of God was making them into the image of Jesus, living fully human lives in conversation with God the Father. And as they were devoted to God in prayer, they were joining with the Spirit, crying out on behalf of God's world. This is much bigger than a spiritual to-do list. And so where do we go from here? A couple, a couple thoughts for us. One, if you're with us this morning and you would say, hey, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a follower of Jesus, but, but I am really curious about this kind of connection with God, this kind of praying to God that I hear you talking about. If that's you, I would encourage you, even this morning, there's a couple ways to hear more about how to pray to God, how to connect with God like this. One, if you're on the church, hcbellingham.church.online uh, uh, platform, you can press live prayer right now. And if you do that, just, just say, uh, there'll be a chat box that pops up, and just say, um, I'm not a follower of Jesus, but I want to hear more about how to connect with God like this. They would love to talk to you about that. If you're not there, you're watching this at a different time, you can always email prayers at hcbellingham.com. And uh, that'll be via email, but somebody will get back to you real quickly. And they'd love to talk with you about how to connect with God like this. Secondly, um, if you call Hillcrest Church uh, your home, I want to call us to something in this season. I would like to call us uh, to the next 30 days to be together intentionally devoted to 30 days of prayer. 30 days will take us up to September 1. And I think that in this season, just as we saw in the pressured moments of the early church uh, the Spirit created a devotion of prayer. Just as we saw in Jesus at these pressured moments in his life, he leaned into the Father in prayer. I sense that in this season, Hillcrest, in these 30 days, it would be good for us to together lean into God in prayer. Um, you know, I think about, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, 10 years and uh, if you've been here for a lot of those 10 years, we've been through a lot together. And I am grateful God has been faithful to this community. And God will continue to be faithful to this community. But it is also okay to say, this is a hard place right now. And we're not at the end of it. We're probably in the middle of it. And the proper response is to together Seek God's heart in prayer. And so I'd ask you to make that commitment. Be, how, whatever that looks like, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, on your drive to work every day, on your walk around the block, make this inner commit. I am committing to joining my church in 30 days of prayer. I encourage you to make that commitment. And then two, I encourage you to find a way to share it. 
So uh, let people know, because there's, there's power in not just being committed in prayer together, but hearing from one, one another, encouraging one another in it. There's, there's power in that. So for me, 6.30 a.m., every day for the next month, I will be praying. And if you are praying at 6.30 a.m., know that you are praying with me, bound together by the Spirit. And I would encourage, when are you going to do this? Maybe even in the chat box right now. You say, hey, I'm in. 30 days, I'm in. This is when I'm praying. Maybe you share it with your small group. Maybe you share it with your housemates. Maybe on our Facebook group page, you share some of the prayers that you're praying. But there's something powerful about encouraging one another in this. But my encouragement, Hillcrest Church, is for us to use the month of August to seek God together in prayer. I asked in the beginning, how do we get through a season like this? And this is what I believe that God is saying through his scriptures. That as we anew surrender ourselves, trust in Jesus as king, as we yield to the spirit in our lives, the spirit will create devotion, new devotion in our heart to pray to look like Jesus, to live that full human life of intimate connection with God the Father, as we together cry out to God, with God, for the sake of the world. Let's pray. Lord God, we do... Um, we do come before you now. And even now, um, may this moment of prayer as uh, we who are this um, expression of the church uh, locally in Bellingham called Hillcrest, as we together join in prayer this very moment, uh, may we be just one more long link of your people devoted in prayer, your spirit shaping a people devoted to prayer throughout human history. And Lord God, we, we, uh, we cry out to you. This is a hard, difficult season for so many things. And you know the things that we individually carry right now. And so God, we cast them at your feet. We cry out for your mercy. Lord, have mercy. Give us wisdom. Give us strength. Lead us into the days ahead. In your name. Thanks for connecting with Hillcrest Church. For more info on this and other sermons, visit us online at hcbellingham.com or join us at 9 or 11 a.m. any Sunday morning, 1400 Larrabee Ave, Bellingham, Washington.